opportunity to play five T20s in India is something that yeah, we're certainly excited about. Obviously, it's been a, a big few months for, for the Indian fans and cricket in this country, but yeah, really excited as a collective to be here and get the opportunity to do this. You know, we've got a few guys that are crossing over from the World Cup, but we've also got you know, a lot of fresh faces here that are excited to, to be in India and um, play for Australia for the first time in this country. It's um, exciting times for us. A little look back, a look forward. The current issues in front of cricket right now. Damien Fleming's joined me every Thursday throughout this World Cup, so there's a little bit of tidying up to do here. And then setting the scene for tonight where there's a swag of players who have joined this squad and there's a lot at stake for them. Flem, great to have you back on the program. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Still buzzing. Uh, Aussies winning the the World Cup. Um, Absolutely fantastic. And just hearing the little stories as they drip feed home, all for the players that are allowed to to come home, um, you know, rating it up there with their their greatest performance of their career. um, Absolutely wrapped. Your alma mater grows of of World Cup winners. You welcome another 11 into the fold. (laughs) Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I mean, we've won six, but it's still unique um, because of the, the nature every four years. You know, we, we hadn't won one for eight years, 2015, and there was only five of the current group in that team. Um, even Pat Cummins, who's going to go down as one of our greatest players of all time, maybe captains, um, you know, was in the squad for 2015, didn't actually feel it on the field. Now he's ticked that one off. Um, so, you know, what next for the Australians after a massive year of, of winning the Test Championship? They've won the 50 over World Cup. Um, a few of that squad have won the T20 World Cup a couple of years ago, but that, that's obviously coming up next year. What will you most remember about the final, do you think? That's a really good question. Um, gee, it's hard to go one moment. Um, I'll tell you what, the toss was pretty significant. Yes. The toss, um, I think everyone will know that Australia won the toss and bowled um, in the legacy going down there. And what a brave decision it was, but backed up totally by, you know, data from, from other games and teams, but also their experience against losing to India in that first game, that under underperforming with the bat, having them three for two, um, when the ball was moving around those first 10 overs, but couldn't go on to win the game. And, and and that's the way it played out to a degree, wasn't it? The ball was moving around a lot for the Indian quicks. But once it stopped, um, and almost you knew, if it's doing a lot for the quicks, it's not going to do as much for the for the spinners, who were going to be their trump cards. Um, but you'd have to chuck Travis Head in there. I mean, that's... What he's done in the last three years... Um, is amazing and he's become such a unique player that um, he just backs himself regardless of the situation. Um, but to not only do it in white ball cricket, he's been doing it in red ball cricket. Um, and looks like he's up there with David Boone. With He looks a bit like Booney yes. up there with the, as, in celebrations as well. So good <laughs> on you, Trav. Yes, yeah, so some of those images are going to last for as, uh, as long as he's with us, I'm sure. Um, could you have imagined after your World Cup winning having to front up five days later and play the next game? No, no, <laughs> I, I really feel for him. Um, we wouldn't have been in any conditions. When we won in 99 in England, we were supposed to stay for two days there, but we... We management, Brute Bernard, our um, Steve Bernard, our manager, got the call from um, 
uh, John Howard's office that we we need to get home. We need to get to the lodge. Yes. So we virtually partied all day and um, into the morning, got onto a plane, went straight to a big function at Crown. Um, did we? Do, I think we did the parade in Melbourne, and then the next night we're at the lodge um, with Johnny Howard hosting us so there's no way we could could have gone out and played a couple of days later that's a proper way to celebrate we don't it's not even possible to have a parade these days even if we wanted to and they were big weren't they yeah um you know for west indies 95 uh england 99 um you know people come out in like there was hundreds of thousands jared and then it just it did keep the celebrations going um not just from a team thing, but for for a na- for a nation thing, and I, I feel like talking to everyone about this World Cup, everyone was so delighted, absolutely pumped up. I think a parade would have been fantastic, but we've seen um, in the last probably eight to ten years the changes. I mean, it, it, it you know, it, I, you can't believe there's going to be a T20 competition starting in India straight after this, and I, I would like to have the boys to come home. Had that had that week together of celebrating and telling stories, but unfortunately, um, congested schedule these days. You know that's not going to happen again. So it, it doesn't have a great purpose this series, except that the the most striking line is the T Twenty World Cup starts in June. It's a hundred and ninety five days away. So while this has been on the back burner, it becomes one of the critical planning projects from here. And so if you want to find purpose in it, that's where it is. What, what do you think of Matty Wade as captain? Is, uh, I think his international, oh, he thought his international days were done and here he is captain in the team. Yeah, good on him. I mean, he's been a very good T20 player, Matty Wade. Um, you know, it's a young team too, Jared. So, um, you know, you, you want to have a bit of experience and stability there. As for the series, it does, the result doesn't worry me as much um, I just want to see how these younger players um, go under the pressure uh, of international cricket. You know, Aaron Hardy, Tanvir Sanger, uh, Matty Short, you know, who, who I think could make himself into the team. Um, and then just Tim David's the one that excites me. I mean, he's already uh, ignited to a degree at international level, but I think he is a bit of a prototype power hitter for, for the middle order in not only T20 cricket, but 50 over cricket. So, um, yeah, the results don't worry me as much as, um, yeah, we know these younger players, our depth is strong and, and make it tough on the selectors to actually pick their squad and then pick their best 11 when we start the, the T20 World Cup. And there will be retirements progressively over the next 18 months. So precious places are going to open up in the team. So you've mentioned David, who's had a bit of a look is Matt Shaw has roared onto the scene, so he gets uh, another little taste for Australia. And Tanvir Sanger looks like the other one, doesn't he? Is, is With Agar injured, Zampa's our front liner, is the, the second spinning position. I wonder how far Sanger could go towards forcing himself towards it by June next year. Yeah, you've got to remember that Tanvir was actually, you know, part of the squad virtually for the World Cup um, as a backup player. So that that experience of, of being around a group that won a 50 over World Cup is not going to hurt him at all. Uh, he'll he'll feel part of the environment. Um, he certainly knows his role, as you said, um, and it's exciting. I think 
particularly the more we play in the subcontinent, to have wrist spinners um, who have got, you know, not only the control that Tandy's got, but, um, you know, the variety there as well. Um, so great experience for him. You need, you need good spinners in T20 cricket. Um, and as you said too, you know, I, I didn't touch on that, you know, potential retirements as well. You know, Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood um, may start to choose different formats. Um, and they're all three all-time greats. You don't replace them with the click of the fingers. So um, using these series to find out what your backups, what your replacements will be like, um, you know, is a little bit of a bonus. Not for this series, but come December, the ICC's introduced a, a shot clock to dictate 60 seconds between overs in white ball cricket. And if you fail to meet the 60 seconds three times in an innings, it's a five-run penalty. So I presume every time thereafter you get uh, a couple of warnings. Is um, do, do you, is this a good idea? Like it. Absolutely like it. Um, let's get the game. Keep going. Um, I think in the Ashes, I think uh, Jason Gillespie was t- timing England in between overs. And sometimes it was taking two and a half minutes. So... We we can't have this. Um, so so I like it. Um, I, I think there's no reason why you can't get start the next over w- within a minute, um, unless there's gloves being um, run out or, or drinks or whatever. So the umpire's on top of that. So anything that keeps particularly 50 over cricket and T20 cricket sharp within the, the hours that have um, actually dictated, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, the pitch clock has worked really well in Major League Baseball. This is this is straight up obvious. If the clock is running, everyone can meet it. 60 seconds is plenty of time to have the the, roll, the bowler leave his mark at the other end. Um, let me digress on two fronts. You're due in at Channel 7 this morning, Flem, so the mind will be on Test Cricket in no time. It is, it is. We'll be uh, d- doing our little uh, profiles for the Pakistan West Indies series and, and obviously the BBL. So, yeah, for, for, for me these days, the commentary team is your team. So it's going to be good to get in there with, with Punter and Bluey and, and all the crew. Um, but it does get your head towards the summer. Um, and, and, and Pakistan shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, I'll be interested to see how Babar Azam goes. You know, giving up the captaincy... Will that, um, you know, allow his batting just to flourish? You know, last time when they were overwhelmed by, you know, a strong Australian team, he still scored 100 out of 97. So, um, and Shaheen Afridi, the, the left arm quick, um, yeah, he was a young man four years ago when they come out there. I, I think he's going to be um, a real handful for the Australians. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. And the other one in Melbourne last night, Swan Richards is a legendary figure in cricket in this state and beyond. He's the founder or one of the founders of the Crusaders. He's also a a bat maker. If you were a child who grew up either fantasising about the scoop or if you were lucky enough to have it, Swan Richards was instrumental in that. He's a remarkable man. Um, at the book launch last night, as we weren't quite sure whether he'd, he'd sort of have a Q and A for three or four minutes, or <laughs> if, I, I made one observation to him, and 27 minutes later, I was still trying to wind him up. Um, you have a link to the Crusaders, which, which sort of illustrates how important it's been to young cricketers, especially in Victoria through the years. Uh, certainly, so uh, still going strong now. Um, but but Swan, um, when you talk about great cricketing uh, characters. 
he's right up there. Um, you know, he he knew the Queen Elizabeth well. Um, he knew every great cricketer really, really well. Um, so passionate about cricket, but youth cricket. Um, years ago in district cricket or club cricket, there used to be um, a Young Crusaders Player of the Year award. I was lucky enough to win that, and you got a trip to England, uh, which was fantastic. Um, typical though, you know, Swan uh, got over there and um, was working in the pub and he said everything's right there but didn't have the working visa so no longer could work in the pub. Um, <laughs> so I had to, had to find some other employment. Um, but the Crusaders were touring that year, 1990 I think it was, and, and you play in the Windsor Castle um, cricket grounds and, and if you're lucky, if, if Queen Elizabeth was getting driven through, she, she'd stop because she knew Swan that well. And I was lucky enough that day that she was driving past. So you stopped the game to, to meet Queen Elizabeth. Um, and you could see the actual great rapport between um, the Queen and Swan. You know, he, he just has that ability to, to mix with, with anyone. Um, so an absolute legend. And, um, you know, I hope, hope the Crusaders continues to, to, to give to cricket. Um, for years to come to to go. The book is The Crusader, The Batmaker and The Crown. And Flem, uh, we were hoping that he might tell a story about the the Queen last night. And once he got going, he would have told 10 (laughs) stories and none of them really are fit for air, lest we make sort of accidental international headlines. I think he was in magnificent form. Uh, I've got no doubt. He, he, absolute legend. And um, you, you certainly would have seen it on show last night. Terrific, Flem. Great to catch up this uh, this morning. Um, enjoy your time at Channel 7, catching up with the brethren. Thanks, Jared. Damien Fleming on the cricket that lies in store. So really important for a handful of players. Um, I think the, the emergence of, of Matt Short in recent times, the prospects of being, him being an all-format player is lighting a few minds ponderings on the text around whether he could be a Travis Head style player. Chris Rogers told us that just at the start of the Shield season from memory that his white ball form is is really obvious for all to admire and he's been taking that around the world but the possibilities in red ball cricket. So if if there's just a hypothetical if he panned out could you open with Travis Head as the successor to either Warner and Kawaja? if you knew that you were plugging another one into the middle order of a similar vein in Matt Short. Anyway, those who have come into this squad to play are Matthew Wade as the captain, Aaron Hardy, Jason Berendorf, Tim David, Nathan Ellis, Tanvir Sanger, Matt Short and Kane Richardson. Those who have stayed on. So Sean Abbott, uh, you'd love to him. You'd love to see him play all five games, I think. Travis Head, it would be a miracle if he plays. That was Mitch Marsh's estimation. Josh Inglis. Glenn Maxwell, Steve Smith. I'm shocked that Smith has stayed on rather than coming home for a break. Marcus Stoinis and Adam Zampa. After midnight tonight is the first game in that series. Your say, one 736 736 Sean Manor is going to join me later this hour. Best on ground in the VFL Grand Final. 26-year-old. He was playing for Werribee. 27 disposals, six goals. He absolutely deserves his chance in the AFL, and he's got it. So we've spoken to all the teenagers. What about one who's been around the block a few times? What's it like to finally get your shot at the big time? Melbourne's weather, partly cloudy, a top of 26. For City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs.